that's dumb enough. What are you going to say? Hold on, hold on. Run that, run that shit for <laughs> me real quick. Why? You've been, in the past, you've been like, oh, Colin, that was too stupid. No, I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. What are you going to say? Well, one of the things I want to talk about is I want to know for sure where Miracle is going because I like him a lot as a player and I'm really interested. So it's it's September 1st, 2016, and I'm ready for a Miracle. Uh, you know. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> Just say, uh, you know, you should say uh, it's September 1st, 2016, and I'm ready for an OG Miracle. Nah. But that's not going to happen. Damn it. But I'm still ready for it. You know what? Maybe this is the intro. Maybe that was the intro right there. Fuck. I'm Colin Detmar. <laughs> and I'm Jesse Cox, and this is Bottle Crow Dota 2 Podcast. Ugh. Mixing it up. Unconventional starts. Ah. Miracle's not going to be on OG, man. No, I know. I was just saying, like, I'm probably going to miss those days. Yeah. Yeah. We we have the new roster now, though. What do you think? Um, I'm pretty stoked for it, actually. Like, I, I was excited for um, Miracle back when, like, Monkey Business was their name and it was just kind of you know i i just threw all my um i threw all my trust behind flying no tail and i was like oh this miracle guy apparently he's super high mmr and i was really excited just to see like a lesser known player break onto what was like sure to be a promising team and now hopefully anna's a cool guy um and he's also ozzy which is pretty cool like getting getting a lesser uh known country in the like big in the pro scene for sure even more so, i mean I, I i know kp is is uh aussie too but i don't know i like those and toby well <laughs> yeah i know i'm just teasing okay um so those who aren't aware the roster is you know from position one to position five uh no tail anna who was going to be uh who was he going to be the uh, sub for? I don't think that ever ended up... Like, he was signed in, up, but he never handed us... IG. IG? Yeah, he yeah, was actually their it. mid for a while. I read about today. Um, oh, I didn't He know was that. their mid for a while after they got rid of Ferrari, and then Ferrari came back, and he just moved to a sub spot. I see. I see. I did not realize that. Yep. Um, so, No-Tail, Ana, S4. So, S4 playing offlaner, which is interesting. Uh, Jerax. I'm so stoked for that. For Jerax? No, for oh. S4 offline. I'm I'm really curious about it. I'm really stoked for Jerax. I Jerax yeah. is one of the like just that man just styles on people. He just plays out of his mind and yeah, yeah he'll be a really exciting position for on that team. Emily said that like five or six times about Jerax, like during the yeah. on one of <laughs> the did. podcasts that's like was during TI. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I noticed it. I, honestly. Um, I kind of think Kuroki's during for the for the like Liquid Ti squad. I kind of think Kuroki was also pretty standout in the support role. But I I just think Liquid's like Liquid was a very support heavy, heavy. team. I totally agree. Maybe not heavy. You know, obviously not heavy, but like they. That's were, where their strength yeah, lit ab- the absolutely. most. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, you know, your position five is is fly on OG. Um, and captain. So, I'm concerned about Anna. What, because he's so young? 
because he's an MMR booster. Because before he was a pro player, the way he got good at Dota was by boosting and selling accounts. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not super thrilled about that. Why? And look, I mean, what's so bad about that? Because it actively makes the community worse. Because it brings people into the game at levels they're not ready to play at. Like, it's not. Like, okay, well, I guess it's two things. You're ruining things both ways, right? You're ruining things as in you're giving people accounts that are higher level than they actually are, and they just drop him more real fast, and they can't keep at that level, and they have no business being there. And then also you're ruining things because on your way up, you're ruining a bunch of games for other people because you don't belong in that MMR because you're way too good as the booster, and you're just crushing people in a way that isn't fun and isn't supposed to happen. Um, I guess... Like, I agree with you that it's amoral, but I I don't know. Like, if he's good enough to do that, I just like OG. And if they hired a, a like, Dota criminal, then I'm cool with it. <laughs> I mean, and, like, look. He's not a criminal, but. Yeah, but I like, I mean, and Weeha, you know, Weeha when he was in basically double A cheated, right? Yeah. Like. We all make mistakes. These are all kids. I get it. And, like, I'm sure once I see him play, and he's playing amazing, and they do some interviews with him, and he seems like a cool guy, I'll I'll drop it, right? Yeah. But for right now, the information I have on him is he was playing a bit for IG. I don't care. He's from Australia. That's neat. And he's an MMR booster, and I don't like that. So I just I don't have much data right now. Yeah, sure. Yeah. What do you think about... Can we talk about S4 in the offline position, though? Absolutely. I think it's a good, like, emotional substitute for Moon Meander. Because, like, Mm. if you think about the S4 heroes, like Magnus and Puck, they're kind of just, like... And Dragon Knight. And, well, I don't really... Maybe, I don't know. I don't really think about Dragon Knight. I think about Puck, and I think about Magnus, and maybe a Quap. But... Those are, I mean, they serve that same kind of, like, action role that, um, in my opinion, Moon Meander was so great at, like, with a Earthshaker or something like that in the offlane, and mm-hmm. I'm, I, I don't know, I think if Fly utilizes him in the same way that he utilized um, uh, Moon in the offlane, then it should be exciting, like, I don't know, there are are certainly heroes like that Moon played that are like Tidehunter or um, Batrider who kind of... I mean, he definitely played them dynamically, but they are less dynamic than like a Earthshaker or a Puck or... Uh... I mean, Batrider can be pretty dynamic. I mean, I guess mostly early game. I feel like like Moon at his best on OG was when he was being the dy- dynamic, gutsy playmaker. Yeah. Yep. And I, yeah, I think I think you're. I hadn't thought about it that way, but I think you're right. I think S four could totally do that for them. Yeah, um, and he's good at it. I mean, that's kind of like the plays that stand out for me. Like that, our signature S four are usually the most unexpected Dota plays that I can think of. You know, except for every time he gets a haste rune, and you're like, well, of course he did. Yeah. <laughs> well, that man gets so many haste runes. I don't understand it. Yeah. 
But yeah, I mean that is that is an exci- I I was kind of surprised to see No Tail staying the one given that lineup, but do you think know. there was the conversation that No Tail might play offlane and S War would play carry? I think the conversation I think the conversation probably happened. Yeah. Um yeah, conversation probably happened, but like why in your opinion, why did they keep things or why did they keep Notel in the carry position? I would guess it's because of S4. I would guess that S4, like, the kind of mid that S4 likes to play is not just, is not that in vogue these days, right? As you said, like, he likes to play that, like, dynamic playmaker. He doesn't like to play, like, the farming carry mid as much. Yeah. Um, and that's just what people do these days. And on Alliance, he didn't have much choice because Admiral Bulldog can't fucking mid. Yeah. Um... You know, Admiral Bulldog has to be their offlaner. Everyone in on that team was pretty locked into the position they were in, um, and so he had to stay mid. And I think with a new team, he's like, "Great, this is an opportunity to to go somewhere that I really feel I can be strong." Yeah. Um. I really want to know what Miracle's up to, and the latest rumor is that he's joining Liquid. Yeah, I'm looking at the Reddit right now, and it it's we're, okay. My Tumba man. And Liquid's team manager retweeted Kuroki's tweet, which just says, dot, 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 a miracle. Mm-hmm. And also, there was a quote from a while ago, which was basically like Fata was, tr- I mean, I don't, I guess it's not a quote, it's just a thing that happened, which was that Fata was trying to get Miracle onto Liquid, I don't know, months ago, right? And he said, like, you like you should play on this team. I would kick myself to give you a spot. Yeah. And Fata is no longer on Liquid. Yep. So maybe that's actually maybe he actually literally did that. That's sick. Actually, I think I think he he's a good fit. Um, it just seems like a more. I don't know. It seems like another kind of friendly team. Like Kuroki is seems like the most non-confrontational. Like, it seems like, I imagine Kuroki and Fata sitting down at a table, and Kuroki's like, like, I don't know, do you want to leave? And Fata goes, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll leave. And then that was it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, I guess, like, the only thing, like, just from a pure fantasy booking perspective, right? The only thing is, if you were going to switch a member of that team out for Miracle, I would do Matumba Man. Like, Matumba Man, when he's hot, is so hot. But he hasn't been hot in a while. I personally I, think I agree with you. I personally think that actually Miracle plays a better. I I think the games at which OG in which OG were their best, or like, I don't know. I just remember seeing Miracle play a Slark or a Juggernaut mm-hmm. or an Anti Mage, and I was like, this is this is where he gets that nine K from. I mean, I cer- I mean, you certainly like top mid player in the world or one of them um but just the games where i remember og playing with miracle in the safe lane was like wow like well and it's like it's like an aggressive right he plays like yeah there are a couple of styles of mid and you know them yep but safe lane carries most people play it one way Mm -hmm. and miracle and aggressive both play it somewhat different aggressive plays it very aggressively and miracle plays it like i'm gonna farm my butt off and you call if you try to come harass me i will kill you yeah. um 
which I just I love so much. Um, he's insane. He's it, it's just like I don't know. It's just insane how he plays. Safely. It's pretty. I'm pretty amazing. And you know, like he's yeah. It's 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 hard for me now that that OG has broken up because like the I'm gonna follow those people. You know. Yeah. I want to, I like those players. I like. I have to know what Crit's doing. I have to know what Moon is doing, and I have to know what Miracle is doing. And so now there are just so many more teams I have to pay attention to. <laughs> yeah. I so I'm gonna kind of keep the subject in the same place, but kind of change the conversation. Mm-hmm. I, um, my family is Dutch, and I like uh, soccer a lot, so I'm a big fan of Dutch soccer naturally. And they kind of, Dutch soccer kind of took on this um, concept of total football uh, sometime in the 70s, 80s, and 90s and kind of adopted this uh, idea that um, like midfielders could come up and play forward for a few minutes if if like the positions that they were on in the field let allow them to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was more like they expended less energy by just having... Um, like a, a specialized midfielder stay forward uh, and the forwards stay back in midfield than just having them switch and follow the ball. And I, and so it kind of allowed them these more creative plays where a team might expect them to have a hole open on this side of the field because now they have to switch the forward and the midfielder back to where they're supposed to be. Um, or and, and then they played off of that where... The, you know the other team would expect them to do something and they wouldn't do it or they would have a defender come up and uh kick the corner kick and all of a sudden there's they have enough room for an extra person in the box or something like that and i think that dota is kind of like these roster changes in the past like i think in the past changes have been a little bit less like this where you know it, i don't know um now now it's like OG used to play where not only do the four and the five position kind of have a, a little bit of leeway in like how they purchase items and how they played but I think now the one and the two position are kind of mm. interchangeable in that regard too and that excites me because it allows for, and now even the three position because kind of S4 is going there two and three are it, it feels like they're becoming closer to that kind of like total football um, level of play where people are more uh, interchangeable in their positions and that allows for like a lot more creativity. And I think that um, people are happiest with the Dota 2 meta when professional teams are allowed to be more creative with their play. That makes a lot of sense. And I think that's a really, like, that's a really astute comparison because that's like you know that's the kind of stuff we saw games in ti6 where like on teams the most farmed person would sometimes be the offlaner right and sometimes that was a good thing and sometimes that was a bad thing because like if you were just playing it like a traditional offlaner then you it's like well it's good that i've got this farm but i can't do that much with it but if you're thinking more flexibly you're recognizing like, oh, I'm clearly the person with the most farm on the team. I will build in this way and act in this way to capitalize on that. Yeah. And that's good. Yeah. I mean, that's like that. That's creative in itself, like understanding that um, like the player to player 
net worth dynamics throughout the match and then adjusting i think like that allows for a lot of unexpected plays and create creativity by the captain or the shot caller and that's cool i like that mm-hmm. no I, I totally agree and yeah it's i want to see like so one of the things is that the chinese teams just exploded right like uh-huh. at the moment we do not know this... any members of cdec gaming cdec youth ehome invictus gaming LGD, Newbie, Tongfu, Vici Gaming, or Vici Gaming Reborn. All of those teams have zero members right now. Yeah. Didn't that happen? I mean, that happened in the past year as well, right? I don't think it was as extreme as this, but yeah. Like, this is like this is almost everyone. I think it's like every major team but Wings is currently empty, um, which is just... And Wings is the exact same. Yeah, well, fucking goddamn right it is, you yeah, know? Yeah, They kicked everybody's asses. It was... I don't know. It's one of those things where... Wings... Uh, like, I remember seeing the stuff about them, like... I don't know, during the majors, where there was, like, someone posted a copy of, like, the rules for the Wings gaming team house, right? And it was some, like, hardcore shit where it's like, you know, like, you will be up and ready to play Dota. You will have everything, like, you're showering, you're shaving, you're brushing your teeth. Everything will be done by 10. You are not allowed to play any other video games. You are not allowed to have people over. You will always be home by this time. You will play this number of Dota, hours of Dota per week, every week, without exception. It's like, and, like, I was looking at that and thinking, they're going to lose their minds. Yeah... I think that it was probably um so I w- went to Navy boot camp uh four and a half years ago, and I can attest for like a certain level of crazy structure, and I think mm-hmm. that pr- actually probably the schedule that whatever they posted for wings is m- more akin to what a professional sports team. Uh, goes through like, like their schedule it might be a little bit more restrictive but professional sports teams don't live in a house together um, and play you know a professional football team doesn't play football with each other every single day. I don't know there's a different dynamic there I think that it's was probably a factor in their success and I don't know like it's it's weird I don't think it's necessarily as um, structured and it's probably not as rigid as like a military kind of boot camp, which is what. No, no, yeah, I I've also been through one, so. Yeah, I didn't know that. Well. Yeah, Air Force. Um. Yeah, I. I guess like what I think is, like obviously it. I think it probably got them a lot of skill with the game, right? But like I think it gave them a lot of familiarity with the meta. Yeah which is why they could draft so flexibly. But mostly I think it just it it like it's a way to like to force oginess, you know? It's a way to force that level of unspoken understanding between people is like, "Oh no, we live together." Like lots of teams live together, but like we live together mm-hmm. in a different way. And yeah. you know, you live that way with someone, you can't help but get to know them like just insanely well. Yeah. So I wonder if that's that's sort of how that is. And then, yeah, if 
if they survived that gauntlet and got success out of it, it's it's no wonder that they're then like fucking like, of course we're sticking together. Don't yeah, be crazy. Look, I think people. I did see that schedule, and I think people are people kind of got real wide-eyed about it and got freaked out about it. But at the end of the day, if they all signed up to be on the same team together, and there's not some weird shadowy <laughs> like blood. Oh, there's no there's no blood. part of that that I'm like that I'm like how dare they? No, I, that, I was just worried for them. No, I, I know. Yeah, I think that's that's what, exactly what I'm talking about. People are people kind of were taken aback by that level of structure and um, probably the like demands being put on them as athletes or whatever whatever you want to call them Mm -hmm. Um, but that's what I'm saying like at the at the end of TI if they still wanted to all stay on the same team as each other then maybe it's not so bad or maybe they are the uh, personal they have the personality types where um it's wor- that lifestyle is worth it to them if they can win ti um which is fine with me and the other option yeah. is that they are all bound together by some sort of blood magic uh in which case they could tweet at Colin and he'll come get them out i you're going to have to use some of your prize money for plane tickets but i'll take care of the guns okay um but I mean, I guess I think the other possibility, of course, is just the one that maybe that was a boot camp. Maybe that was like we're going to do this for a month or two, but mm-hmm. this isn't going to be our twelve months a year. This is going to be when something's important is about to happen for a couple of months beforehand. Yeah, which is still for intense, sure. I'm sure they're not like, doing that right now. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're like going hog wild. <laughs> they are allowed to interact with women. Yeah. Well, maybe not. That one, maybe that's a, maybe that's a twenty-four. Maybe they can't manage it, anyways. <laughs> oh, Anywho, yeah. Sorry about and that. No, you're good. That good conversation. It's interesting, though. Like I, I, I at least think it's there's so many storylines in Dota about, uh, or in esports in general, as kind of the this like, um, budding professional scene, like this this scene where you know i mean this is an example that i give to anybody when i say that like at work if i say that i'm going to go watch professional video games people are like oh are you playing or are you just watching and then i go i say i'm just watching and people kind of lose interest but if you were to play a video game tournament at the highest level five to ten years ago you would walk away with maybe like five thousand dollars or a mouse or you know, new computer or something like that, and a team of five, like, Chinese young adults um, just won close to $10 million. And what, where else is that kind of growth? And I think it also, like, that level of growth spawns these narratives and these stories, like Wings having a, a kind of boot camp situation or... Um, just the whole roster swap and explosion um, narrative is like, there's so much for us to talk about. It's why, like, mm. it's why that it's how that we can have these like interesting talks and maintain a podcast for an hour or so. Is because like, there's from the game to the pro scene, there's just so much to talk about, and I really, really like that. And we are not done with the pro scene, in fact, because there is at least I don't know if you have more pro scene stuff, but there is one last thing I want to touch on. 
which is what has happened to the Southeast Asia Dota scene, which is it has also exploded, but not in the same way as China. China has had the explosion basically made out of self-doubt that they always have. Southeast Asia's explosion has been the sudden realization of the other regions that SEA Dota is for real, and so they're cannibalizing it. What do you mean? Oh, they're they're giving their players to like Western yeah, games I, and shit. Like mid one and DJ and QO and Forev. These guys are all playing for Western teams now because they all got they all got scouted. Where did QO go? I did. I don't remember. Damn. Oh, sorry, it's, it takes. Did too you long see his uh, player profile during TI? Like his? I didn't. I didn't. No. He seems like a really nice guy. Um, total stereotypical kind of South Korean PC bong like live at the live at the land cafe kind of guy, but he just seems like a like total down to earth um, person. And I mentioned that on last week's uh, podcast. I like that a lot. So big, yeah. I like QO. Um, yeah, I don't know. MVP was a really cool team. It was. It was. I uh, and like, I hope there is still an MVP. I hope there is still a good MVP. But like, yeah, it, it's certainly not, certainly not the same anymore. You know, a lot of those guys, like several of those guys, like Forev went to Secret. You know, along with Mid One from Fnatic. Like, Secret is such a weird team now. But it always is. It always it, like from. It's always a new. It's always like weirder than the last, though. Yeah, this pat. Okay, so it kind of started out with the uh, secrets spiral. Started with the Arteezy, Zai, Kuroki, uh, S four lineup at, at TI five, and then mm-hmm. it just got. I feel like each iteration has been a little bit more weirder and weirder and weirder. Which is another cool. Um, like story to talk about, uh, I don't know. Like, what's puppy? <laughs> what's he do? Like every time, I'm like, what are you doing, man? I mean, and I, I like. I wonder if part of it, like, Team Secret is owned by Puppy. You know, mm-hmm. like that guy owns it, and like that, there are almost no other teams that are owned by one player, right? Um. And I wonder if it's just like he can afford to experiment because like because he's not beholden to an owner and these things, he's getting enough money from the team doing as well as it is that he can keep trying stuff until he gets a winning combination and he can keep maintaining this legacy of a team that is unpredictable and just like just mad science, you know? Like to from a roster perspective, mad science. Yeah. This is a, I don't know, this is unrelated to his roster, but at TI5, there were these um, Red Bull girls walking around, uh, I don't know, pretty young blonde girls walking around with Red Bull can-shaped backpacks handing out free Red Bull to people, and this year, um, they were walking around with Team Secret shirts and Team Secret bags, and they were handing out, like, Team Secret swag the whole week, and me and my buddy are like, weren't you guys the Red Bull girls last year? And they were like, yeah, Puppy hired us this year. <laughs> like, okay. Alright, more interesting, like, 
company decisions from the Macedonian. Man, that guy, like... Estonian, my bad. Whatever. You thought that guy was just a cunning strategist (laughs) in-game. You were so wrong. There's so much more to him. Uh, What a a fucking sneaky motherfucker. Uh, He's so funny. I I guess there is one last thing I, I, I can't leave without talking about, which is what the fuck is going on with Evil Geniuses? Okay, let's do Evil Geniuses roster prediction. Okay, uh, pause for half a second here. Okay. Bam. Listeners at home, you just heard some music. I did I did the Evil Geniuses prediction music. Now I just made more work for myself. But, okay. Uh, yeah, so currently the way things stand is that Fear uh, seems to have maybe retired. And Zai is gone and Sumail is gone. So, as far as we can tell, Universe and PPD are still there. And PPD, from his social media, has no idea what is happening. Like, I think, like, he... <laughs> He had a tweet which was like, like a couple of like an hour after like Sumail and Zai, I think, both said they were leaving, mm-hmm. and his tweet was like, "I just got back from a movie," and then a new line and just a question mark. It's like, oh, buddy, <laughs> uh, at the movie theater, and your team quit while you were gone. Um, okay, evil geniuses. Universe okay, uh, is going to stay the position three. Position two, Moo from Digital Chaos. Okay. Uh, position four, Hanskin, formerly of Complexity, because he's gone right now. Uh, position one... Fuck it, aggressive. It's gonna be aggressive. What? Okay, I wait. don't know. No, there dude, aren't that many. There up. aren't that many carry players left. Real like, quick, they're all. Yeah, Artur is still on the goddamn market. Oh right. Yeah, P- Peter. Here's my here's my lineup. Peter, Crit, Universe. Uh, wait, who did you say for carry? Uh, I said Moo. Moo is somewhere in there. I think Moo is gonna be somewhere in there, and then Artizia is playing mid. Right, I forgot about Arte. Do you think Arteezy would go back again? 100% absolutely. Do you think PPD I has think... a dog door that he makes him crawl through every time he wants his job back? Uh, no, I think that the... Okay, ha ha ha. I, th- <laughs> I think <laughs> that the... I think that those, like... The relationship between them is probably a little more amicable now that it has... Like, they have joined and disjoined so many times and I absolutely think that he will go back to them. Like why did like why did they oh man. So basically he left with Universe to Secret and then Universe came back and, and he didn't. Mm-hmm. So if Pete like okay, I don't know. Universe came back, Artur didn't. I just think he's gonna come back, man. Like Maybe. I'm super stoked to see Crit play with uh peter and universe um and the other two positions whatever it is it'll be, <laughs> it'll be fine whatever uh, yeah i mean if if you just went in with three people if you just had you know two bots and then universe 
and a crit and PPD, they would fucking make some amazing shit happen. I'm sure there's skill in the that they could pluck out of um, some of the lower tier American teams or even an American pub player, um, which is what complexity like swindles is trying to do too. Um, I think. I mean, EE is technically a free agent. Yuck. Are you ready for EGEE? No, I'm not really. I don't, <laughs> I don't, think, it, I don't think it's going to happen. No, Honestly, I, I don't think it'll happen. I don't think... I don't know, man. I mean, maybe. I, think, I don't know. I feel like PPD, like, of all the captains, is one of the ones who, like... He wants you to do what you tell him to. He values reliability and predictability. I saw... You it's are not going to get any of those things from EE. It's funny that you mentioned that. Um, well, also not RTZ, but well, maybe RTZ. I don't know. It's funny that you mentioned that because I saw a last year at TI there was like this interview with Sumail, and he pretty much just said like it, it, one of the questions was about um, how do you play as a team and what is Peter's role as the team captain. Um, and Sumail is just like when Peter says we fight, we fight, and when Peter says we back, we back. Yeah, and. You, <laughs> God, I, I I would actually really like Eternal Envy and PPD just to see like, would we have Dota 2's first pro scene homicide? Would PPD actually murder him? <laughs> because E would not back when he was told to back. I, I like not every time. Yeah, he I'm would go that one. He'd go in further. He'd be like, oh, uh, I thought we were radiant. Sorry, my bad. Oh shit! I didn't mean. I was trying. I was trying to build an MKB and an <laughs> Abyssal Blade, and I got this rapier. <laughs> Damn. Weird. Oh, sorry, Peter. Yeah, I. Uh, your your prediction is way more likely than mine, but mostly just because I forgot RTZ was on the market. Though I still, I still don't know. I still don't know if he goes back. I don't like. It's exciting though. Maybe you're right that PPD would totally accept him back, but I. I think it's plausible that Arteezy would would be too proud to go back again. I'm not saying that that's necessarily the case, but it seems if you if that was suggested as an idea to me, I'd be like that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's so weird right now. It's cool though, right? That we I mean, we Okay, so everyone has their favorite player and everyone has their favorite team. Um and I feel like at the end of TI, no one's really like, if your favorite team doesn't win TI or if your favorite player doesn't win TI, you're not, it's not the end of the world. It's I, it's not even akin to um, when somebody's favorite baseball team loses the World Series or when someone's like hometown basketball team doesn't make it to the finals. There's not that same level of commitment yet. A lot, like, yeah. In part because there's so many roster changes, it's hard to kind of like latch yourself onto a brand. Um, but it that's kind of nice, though. I think it kind of gives us this like in football after the after the Super Bowl, like what do you have? The Pro Bowl, okay, cool. But with Dota, like after Ti, you have this big. Like everybody's almost holding their breath, you know. It's it's, it's exciting, like, to see the new combinations of of players that we get to watch play together in the coming year. I I actually really like shuffle season, and also I think it it sort of disperses enthusiasm through the community, right? Like, 
if there's a good Dota match on, I don't care who it's between, I'll watch it, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. But, like, if if there's baseball, if if the Los Angeles Angels aren't playing in it, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And, you know, it's not, like, a mean thing. It's just sort of that's how that sport is for fans of it. Yep. And it is pretty exciting that it's like, oh, shit, like, fucking LGD and Newbie are playing, and you have to check this shit out, you know? Yeah. It's time to talk about the amateur scene. That's what we call it, right? The it's, lame-o scene. It's the uh, pro scene light. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I feel a lot better about my myself all of a sudden. The cool scene. Cool scene. I um, just found a five-stack to play in the Amateur Dota 2 League and also in a league of um, for another Dota 2 podcast called We Like Dota. I uh, played with a couple of those guys, and they invited me to play with their team whenever they start their league. Um, awesome. I, I also highly encourage like anybody who listens to this podcast to kind of check out uh, the Reddit um, for We Like Dota because I'm pretty sure they'll start advertising for that league soon and i think it would be cool to get a lot of like some fan crossover and the more teams the better you know so that would yeah be, that's cool so Definitely. i started playing that and actually like it's funny that we're gonna cross over from the pro scene to the cool scene because like they had to kick a guy <laughs> to, <laughs> to get me on a team and i felt really bad and like i play with him often he's just kind of it it's not even like the the same conversation in the pro scene that like you're they didn't uh switch him for me because his personality or anything it's literally just because like i am a higher skill level uh and i play more of the position that they're looking for Mm. so there's no hard feelings in his part and i think he has a team already for the tournament coming up in the amateur dota 2 league whenever they start their next season um but yeah, if you want, like, a, I could talk about what it's been like whenever we stack and, um, I don't know, talk about the amateur, like, the pro scene light kind of thing that we're going through. Yeah, go for it. It's really fun, actually. Like, playing solo is, everybody complains about it because it is, you know, everyone, I don't even say what the solo let the solo queue experiences it's just painful sometimes like it just hurts it's gambling like it's gambling you are putting in 45 minutes of your time and there's definitely a level of skill that is um a level of skill that comes into play and if you play it crazy out of your mind you'll probably win the game but there's also a lot of luck in the people that you pair up with and the shit that happens in the game is super random, and you get... I get to this point when I'm playing solo where I, like, realize that I'm either going to gain or lose MMR, and I'm either going to, like, cancel out a game that I played earlier, or I'm going to, like, be... You're almost playing for, like, 50 MMR, which MMR doesn't really have... literally has no value, but it still feels like a gamble. Like, it still feels like gambling to me. And I mean, it's, a, it's an emotional gamble. Absolutely. And pe- and I don't know, I'm addicted to it, and people are addicted to it. I think it's fair to call it an addiction, and it's maybe not so much a, an unhealthy addiction, but it's still, like, it still feels um, that way, you know, where 
if you feel the stakes when you're in the game. But playing as a five stack with people playing with the five stack, uh, same five stack over and over, um, and kind of developing a team and learning about some people that you're friends with and um, that's so much fun and and I highly encourage everyone who listens to play in the amateur Dota two league or play in the We Like Dota League coming up or find a tournament on the Reddit Reddit hosts its own league from time to time that I don't know anything about so I can't really plug it too hard. But it's like I don't know, it's a it's so much fun because unless you're I don't know you should obviously play with people that you can talk with and have a running conversation with and strategize together uh, or strategize with, but like it's it's so satisfying. Even our losses is like you can talk about the loss afterwards and talk about like I'm not going to be mad if somebody feeds um, on my team because I know that there are games like when somebody feeds in your solo games, you kind of like I feel like it's very easy to jump to the conclusion that they are a feeder, you know, because mm-hmm. totally. you don't have any. That is literally the first interaction with you that you've had with this human being in your entire life is that they are like throwing away <laughs> your MMR, which is so shitty. But with this five stack, like I almost have a even when I go back into solo, I have a more um, conscious understanding that these people that I'm playing with, like they have to have games where they play well, and they have like they have had to uh, they they have to have had games where they play the same hero well, probably. Um, but playing in a five sec, like if my friends do poorly, then it's fine. Like I understand that there's something that's maybe out of their control or a situation that they're not used to. And then we move like, i personally feel like my team does a really good job at communicating, um, in the game beyond, uh, like our in-game actions. So we'll like, I'll call out the enemy carries build, or we'll talk about what he like, Maybe this, maybe the Slark, like, we notice that the Slark has a lot of time between his pounces in a fight, and we'll be like, oh, he's probably only got that shit level one right now, so he's got a super short cooldown on uh, Dark Pact, or maybe he's, like, looking to fight with Essence Shift or something like that, or he's not built, like, we'll just talk about this, like, our games is almost always just this, these, um, like, 45-minute discussions, and then... I mean, we're also obviously very good at, like, I, they asked me to take on the role of kind of the shot caller. Like, I play I play five position for them, and they asked me to kind of take the, the like, big picture. Like, okay, we all our ults are up, let's go fight. Or let's gank this guy, he's a little bit out of control. Or he's gotten, like, the offlane guy will tell us that, He's had free farm, so we uh, I say, okay, let's take you and you, and let's go smoke and try and kill this guy. And I think that that's a very difficult um, position for me to be in personally, especially because I don't, I am the newest person on the squad, and even um, the newest person to this friend group where they have been playing not necessarily in a stack together, but they have been just playing Dota together for a really long time. So I don't have that 
understanding yet of exactly how they all play and exactly how like the five the five stack versus five stack is a completely different game of dota than just a solo queue it super is yeah um but i think that uh our team does a really good job of like even if i'm the person who makes a call if it's a shit call like somebody will say like no you know like Mm -hmm. it'll be that easy for them to say no and then tell me why and then someone else will be like can we do this instead like that seems like a better option or you know something like that like we talk about our options and then we make it happen and we won two battle cups with that and we won um with the third battle cup that we did uh, or the one in between we almost got three in a row because uh, the the uh, first one we won the third one we won and the second one we played these guys who were smurfs um who are 5.5k solo players from the Ukraine who hopped over to our servers so that they could play both battle cups. Like one yeah. one in the European server and one in the American server, which is fine. Uh, and we took them to Mega Creeps, um, but then we lost. So that was frustrating. But, we, uh, let, okay, back to our team. I just think we, it's really fun. And if you find the right people to play with, it's really a really rewarding um experience where like even a loss feels like a fun experience yeah and five man stacks i mean like there are a lot of ways in which it's different and uh, like at least for me like part of it is like i'm not like i'm not as hooked into the the like the mmr addiction as i used to be but i still i still have it right but i don't have it in the slightest for group mmr i don't care about my group mmr yeah and that's like that's part of it is that that's sort of liberating there's the fact that like as you said like i played the first five stack i've played in i don't know a year and a half or something with you and and three of your friends the other day Mm -hmm. and yeah like you said i uh i played my wind ranger and uh boy i laned like shit um and it was fine because like you know it we lost the match and you know i take some responsibility for that of course but also like you know that happens sometimes, and I knew that I wasn't being as much judged as a human being for that, which was nice, you know? Yeah, yeah I feel like we have a... I don't remember... Was there a Huskar in that game? Yeah, you were Huskar. Oh, okay, cool. Yep. Uh, yeah, we played with... Uh, that wasn't... I don't think any of those guys actually... Um, any of those guys were on the team. Uh, but we played with the like just guys I know and it was still like it, we still have that five sack like feelings you know mm-hmm. it's so much it's it's just like you play a number of games as a five sack and you just feel like this is real Dota you know yeah yeah and uh, I I don't know that many people who are playing Dota and I really would like to get into more five stacks it's it's like you know I still want to have my my solo time but mm-hmm. it's such a it's such a good feeling to do those five stacks and just like you know if nothing else even when like a game is going badly and you're eating shit and you're not like okay I'm just I'm just done right but even then in a five stack you've still at least got people to talk to you know yeah it just it it curbs the blow in a way that's that's really nice yeah so, I mean you can talk about yeah even during a st- but I'll say that honestly, the game, the games that I've played with this team, we haven't 
ever really gotten stomped super hard. Hmm. And maybe it... Okay, let me take one step back and say that if we have been getting stomped super hard, it hasn't felt like that. Because Hmm. I personally believe that there's always, especially at our skill level, there's always a chance for a comeback. And I really like that the team that I play with also is of that same mindset. So even if we were losing, like even if you look at the net worth chart and we were losing really hard, um, there was just that constant conversation of like, until our ancient dies, we are constantly having a conversation of like, how can we get a leg back up into this game? Which in a solo game, if you start getting stomped, someone's going to type GG and then other people are going to start feeling bad and not playing as well. And then, Mm -hmm your chances of losing just fucking skyrocketed. Like, the, the the solo games where you get that far behind and come back are so memorable that I can call one exactly to mind right now, you know? Where it's yeah. like, I mean, this was, you know, months and months ago, but it was like back when I was, f- like, first really getting serious about playing Windranger, and if you'd believe it, having seen it, my, uh, my laning phase was even worse. I don't um, know. Whatever, dude. But my... my my end game as Windranger has always been strong. I've always been good once I get my a few items. Um, or at least for my standards. Have you ever shot um, a shackle, blunk, blinked, excuse me. Have you ever shot a shackle, blinked, and then put down an iron branch and then caught the shackle on the other side? I have not done that, no. Damn it. Well, then you're not pro. Oh, I was so close. It was sh- the only thing standing between me and pro. Yep, sorry. That's that's fair. That's fair. I've I've shackled I shackled someone to an invisible person I knew was there without having detection. Ooh. So that was good. So satisfying. It was pretty good. Um but yet, like I had a game where we got like we got down I don't think we they didn't have megas yet, but they got us down to just one lane of racks, no tower. Mm-hmm. And we had taken two tier ones and that was it. And they were just crushing us, and I ha- and I got my agonims, and I got a blink, and then they did a bad push, and I took a rapier off one of them, and we just swept the game. Nice. Because yeah, it's like always if you're, possible, man. It's always possible. Sometimes it's, it's incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. But would you like to end a game where you know you just waited for ten minutes, or would you like to? play more fucking dota goddamn right so speaking of playing more goddamn dota you've been playing some treant protector lately yeah i believe i think i've played four games in the last week and won all of them tell me about what you like about the protector of trees uh i so i kind of mentioned that on that five stack team that i play on i play the five position and kind of like the um shot caller guy uh that in that position generally takes a bit more map awareness um, and just awareness in general whether it's like big picture map awareness or awareness in a fight um, and I think Treant, Protect- Treant Protector uh, excels at that and, mm-hmm. and his Q allows you to um, his Q allows you to do that without being molested like during the fight and i like to like with another support you can kind of uh 
if you wanted to like go to a different lane and help somebody out, even in a minor way, uh, that requires you to TP. And with the tree, you don't have to. You can just do it from. I don't know. It just synergizes really well with the way I play, um, and I've been crushing it, so it feels good. So here's the thing that bums me out about tree and protector. Here's like, I think he. I really like his design. I really like his abilities, and I really like just like the experience of playing him, like his animations, his voice work, and all that too, right? He's just a cool dude. Mm -hmm. But they need to buff living armor, and I'll tell you how they need to buff living armor. Please. There needs... So... You when you cast living armor on someone, they get the heal, and they get these... Like, they get the stacks of damage reduction. Mm -hmm. Those stacks need to have a, like, a minimum time between ticks. Because if someone has radiance... Or like any similar effects, or if you if you have, if you're ruptured, or a whole lot of effects like that, all of the charges are gone instantly, and I think that sucks. Yeah. And also, just a, one observation: uh, I think it was I don't know it was at this point two weeks ago that Emily and I, on the podcast, asked ourselves why Treant wasn't in the meta. And afterwards, I thought about it for half a second, and I was like, oh, because Timbersaw is. And he destroys all your Ag's wards without even meaning to. Yeah. So, that's also kind of a bummer. Yeah, it is. Um, I would say just don't build Ag's. <laughs> against a, against the Timber, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a really sense. good item. I'm not going to sit here and say it's not a good item. Ag's is, like, crazy. But so is Pipe. Like, so is, uh, what else is good? on So is Vlad's, honestly. I don't know. It's part of playing 3K Dota is just being limber and flexible with your picks. Or with, that's, like, how you play your picks. That's very fair. Would you say the same thing about, uh, about, like, Keeper of the Light and Night Stalker? Just don't get eggs in that situation either, or? Um... Situation dependent. I don't know. You don't. Okay. You don't get the vision, but you do get the healing from the Q. And I think that I, I like. I don't. It. I don't think you get the. I don't think you get the healing from the Q. The heal. The the healing from the Q is only during daytime, and Night Stalker keeps it night. Oh. But you would still get the you know, always being able to use recall and blinding light, which is pretty good, obviously. Yeah, I would. I would at least call it late game, like later than building a pipe and greaves or something. Okay. Okay. This is like, like increasingly a, this show is just me asking you how to play. <laughs> you, well, you just sound like a stern father. You're not really you're asking me how to play and then you're like, "Well, have you thought about how wrong you are?" I'm not. I'm not trying to prove you wrong. I'm just I'm explaining to you my thought process so you can explain to me why I'm wrong. I don't know. There's like, listen, I'm I'm 2.75 now. I'm rising again, but I I am 2.7. And you're 3.3. I'm, I'm wrong and you're right. Calm any it. question. Calm Ask it. us anything. Calm he's it. wrong and I'm... Or he's right and I'm wrong. I'm because I'm lower MMR and that's how that works. I'm 3.1 now. Oh, no. You've been bleeding, huh? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I think I, I, think I just started tilting. Um, I'm on my way back up with those tree games, so I also played a cool Abaddon game. I'm on my way back up. I just lost one before we recorded, but... Sale of E. I don't Indeed. know. I'm not. I'm not upset. I think that being in that five stack honestly mitigates a lot of my frustration. And once I like started playing with them 
a lot more uh, during the week. I started like not tilting so hard in, in the games. I don't know. It just makes me play different, which is nice. Excellent. You know, we've got we've got other stuff on the notes here, but I, I think we're in a pretty good place to stop, actually, for the week. Okay. So. That was a good, right. good podcast. Yeah, good podcast. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, where a rating or review would be greatly appreciated. And uh, if you want to go visit our website, which we have at scanlanemedia.com. It's, it's my website with a few friends of mine where we write other game stuff and also have another podcast on there. Uh, if you want to give us a little monetary backing for things like the microphone we just bought for Emily, which should be arriving soon, you can go to patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. All of that money goes towards stuff for either this podcast or the other games-related stuff that we do. Um, and I want to give a big thank you to uh, Reddit user Pomodi for use of his Harmonies of New Bloom music pack, which we use on this podcast for intro and outro and occasional interstitial things. And, uh, yeah, I... At some point, Jesse, we're going to have to talk about making you an actual proper member of the team. Please. Please. All right. All right. Please. We'll figure that out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I would like that. Um, I think I might have a short segment on We Like Dota coming up just about... uh, Because one of the guys who does that podcast is actually in that five stack, and we're just going to talk about... like. if if they if they will have me, I don't know. They're still it's still like a, a decision point for them. But yeah, well, we're just going to talk about the five stack experience and um, making a team, and then hopefully plug the we like Dota League coming up, and hopefully we get some uh, bottle curl listeners in the amateur Dota League too, because I think whatever more people, more teams playing like real five on five Dota the way it's meant to be played, the better in my opinion. Yeah, and you know if you need a fifth member, I will probably not have a team. Oh. I would probably join your team. Yeah. Listeners. Jesse doesn't need my help, but listeners, hit me up. I'm sure there's people looking for a team. Indeed. Uh, thanks so much, guys, and we'll see you next week. Later. Well, no, two weeks. Oh. Two weeks. Two weeks. All right, two weeks from now. All right. Unless EG Bye. gets a new team. Unless, uh, yeah, that will probably. We'll Day probably of. Fall. Yeah. Maybe. All right. Later. See ya.